Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode of Reach is brought to you by our sponsor, Jackie, another secret weapon that executive assistants and women who do it all need to know about. You guys all know that feeling, right? Staring at your closet and thinking to yourself, I have so many clothes and yet nothing to wear. That is why Jackie is here. Jackie is a high-end boutique subscription styling service that you apply to join. What I love about Jackie is you get to develop a relationship with your stylist. Your stylist is someone you can text or call or email with specific wardrobe needs or ideas you have. Or maybe there's an upcoming event or trip or meeting or even a wedding that your ex is going to be at that you really, really, really want to look fantastic for. Those are exactly the types of scenarios a Jackie subscription can help with. Each box from Jackie is filled with high quality clothing and accessories. Jackie is here to help all of us embrace our style and our confidence. This is subscription styling done right for the women who do it all. So apply to join Jackie and fall in love with your style this year. Visit shopjackie.com to apply to join and be sure to tell your stylist Maven sent you with code MAVEN20 for 20% off all the items kept in your first box. Welcome to Reach, your platform to connect with other executive assistants and acquire game-changing knowledge and perspective. Reach is designed to inspire your workday, guide you through pivotal moments in your career, and transform you into the executive assistant you've always wanted to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Reach. I am your host, founder and CEO of Maven Recruiting Group, Jessica Van, and today we are joined by Danielle Hill. Ah, thank you for welcome. having me. I'm Absolutely. Su- super excited to be here. Thank you. Likewise, super excited to have you here. So Danielle has joined us today to speak about the value of working with a board and specifically board relations experience when it comes to the executive assistant career path. So whether you are a new EA who's never really worked with the board or planned a board meeting before, or even if you're a seasoned EA who has supported a C-level executive who maybe serves on a number of boards, um, this episode is really going to help you sharpen your process and learn more about the ins and outs of what working with the board entails. But before we get started, just to introduce Danielle, uh, she's currently the chief administrative officer at a company called Knox Lane, which is a San Francisco-based middle market investment firm. And Danielle operates as the sole admin there where she handles firm operations and also provides support to the managing partner. And prior to Knox Lane, Danielle supported the CEO of Elf Cosmetics. And uh, she was also the support to the COO of OnLive, who was one of the co-founders of Pandora, which brightened up my commute to the, <laughs> to the studio today. So thank you, Pandora. <laughs> to start us off, for those who really aren't familiar with what happens inside of the boardroom or in a board meeting, because it really is kind of a behind the the ropes kind of an experience, right? Not everybody goes there. So can you tell us what actually goes on in a board meeting, um, what goes on in these rooms, and why are they important? Uh, 
board meetings are really important to your corporation um, because they they're your shareholders' representatives, right? They are they've been elected by your shareholders, and they work in conjunction with your CEO and your executive team to really run the company in a way that um, is beneficial for everybody, for the employees, for the shareholders, kind of um, really are that partner to the CEO to make sure things are guided and steered in the right direction. So um, it's a really important dynamic, but it's also a really interesting one because board members are not in the day-to-day of the business for the most part. Now, boards are very different across the board. But if you kind of think down the middle, most of them are engaged once a quarter, um, and they come um, and they meet as a group, usually in person. Of course, these days I'm sure that's changed. (laughs) But um, And they really get into the big issues or the big challenges, focuses of the organization. Um, And what happens in those rooms is really important, but preparing for what happens in those rooms so that – the most important discussions can take place is just as important. Um, So kind of what do I mean by that? Um, When I think of going into kind of a board meeting, you have to think of who your audience is. So your board, since they aren't engaged in the business day to day, remind them Mm. what you told them last time and then Catch them up to what's happened over the past quarter. Most board meetings happen quarterly. Um, Some are biannually. It depends on the company. But usually it's quarterly. So you remind them what you told them last time. You catch them up on what's happened in the company over the past quarter. And then you really want the time in that room to focus on the decisions that need to be made, um, the legal responsibilities of the board, and really hopefully foster a discussion. Because if your board meeting is all presentations from your executive team, you're not going to get the value out of the board that you're really looking for. You're looking for their input. You're looking for them to challenge what the CEO's doing, what your mm. executive's team's doing. You really want them to create a diverse dynamic that helps move the company forward and really helps drive growth and all of those things. So really setting up a board meeting so that when they're in the room, you can have as much discussion discussion as possible is really important and valuable to the company, your CEO, um, kind of everybody involved. So what happens in that room is, of course, different across many companies. I've seen board meetings that are eight hours long, Mm. but I always try to keep ours to four because you really don't want it to be presentations. You want it to be discussion. If you get into the specifics, a board meeting is very well laid out. It's well agendaed because you also don't want to run off topic. You don't want to spend way too much diving into something that isn't as robust as um, some of the bigger issues within the organization that you're leaning on your board to help um, kind of figure out and explore. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's really about having – a really strong agenda, mm-hmm. and again, being able to foster that discussion that really is what brings the value. Yeah. So who typically, in your experience, who typically moderates those discussions and meetings to keep them 
on agenda and on task? Usually it's the CEO who's also a board member. So I'm sure that that changes. In my experience, it's you, the, C, he, the CEO has been very good at that. Mm-hmm. And he's also was part of the reason, hey, I don't want my board members to feel like every time they come to my meeting, it's five hours instead of four, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want them to be able to depend on the time block that I've given them so um, and be respectful of their time. So he was very much like we stick to schedule and, um, you know, there were different ways that I played into that role of Mm -hmm. making sure that they did stay on schedule. Mm -hmm. So that's a nice segue to, I mean, you mentioned that these meetings to, to happen effectively and to really ensure that they are a good use of everyone's time, but they need to be well agended. They need to have a clear you know, a clear mm-hmm. agenda, um, clear clear topics of discussion, whether you're re- revisiting past amendments or whatever, they need to be well outlined. So I'm curious, you know, apart from the obvious, which is the executive assistant is clearly going to be making the arrangements for the board meeting, mm-hmm. helping to identify the times, the bookings of the location, things of that nature. But beyond from kind of the logistical stuff of the who, what, when, where, um, what else how else does an EA get involved and, and what's the role of an EA in, an, in a board meeting, both in terms of the preparation, but also during the meeting itself and then in the follow-up after the meeting? Correct. The funny thing about board meetings is that whenever a board meeting ends, you have this feeling of relief. Oh, it's over. And I kid I you not. I can breathe for the next three months. <laughs> but I kid you not, a week later, you're working on board stuff again. Mm. So it it is an endless cycle. And I think part of the reason that that it's is. like wedding planning, but it never ends. Correct. <laughs> but yeah, but part of that is board meetings have to be scheduled 18 months in advance. Like you're looking at a year and a half out at all your board meetings because otherwise you're not going to get your board when you want them. Because usually board meetings all, in every company fall in a somewhat of the same cadence and therefore your board members are probably on multiple boards. So first and foremost, scheduling wise, yes, that is kind of a staple. But you are looking 18 months to two years ahead. You're not scheduling out within that year. Um, so keeping that in mind, meaning you're constantly renewing that cycle. Um, the One of the biggest things you nailed on was getting your agenda in place. So we'd start working on the agenda well in advance because um, one of the things that I think we did really well or um, I think is really important is that we always sent materials to our board. So all the materials that were going to be used in the meeting were sent as a pre-read at least a week in advance. These people are busy. So I, and I want them to review all the materials and know everything about what we're going to discuss coming into that meeting. I don't want them reading materials in the meeting. It's supposed to be about discussion. It's supposed to be about asking questions. So I give them their materials a week in advance to prepare them and give them a weekend. They might not have time during a work day to look at a 120-page worth of, you know, mm-hmm. pages worth of materials. So I want to give them time to review that. Um, so we always send out materials a week in advance. And I think that was something that um, then, you know, just made it a successful board meeting. Mm-hmm. 
But also that means you're planning now a week earlier than you would normally think of your board meeting, right? So now everything gets pushed up a little bit more and a little bit more. And nailing down the agenda, what you're going to talk about, which executive members are preparing documents, um, all of that gets decided well in advance so that they you have the time to pull together those materials, mm-hmm. make sure that they're cohesive as one story, that you're telling your board a full cohesive story versus, uh, oh, I can tell this is obviously from sales and this is obviously from operations. But no, what's the story? What's going on in the corporation? How can we think of it all as one machine working together? So really being able to pull it together have a strong story that you're delivering to your board and then giving them time to digest that before they walk in the room. And what's the role of the EA in gathering and assembling those board materials? Are you project managing the different uh, people and organizations who are responsible for content? Are you collaborating with your executive on the agenda? Is it all all of of the the above? above. Okay. Yeah. So you're working with your executive on what the agenda is going to be. Then you're communicating, right, that agenda out to the the rest of the executive team and identifying which pieces they're responsible for. And then following up and making sure, hey, you know, giving them very strict deadlines, you have to give deadlines. And I always give deadlines that give me a cushion because you know you're probably going to have to follow up a couple times and you know which ones you're going to have to follow up with usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then pulling those together. And some executives, you know, I do more of the actual presentation and just gather the info from them. Others were really good about putting, pulling together their own materials. So it just depended on the executive I was working with and CEO, again, with part of that, how do we make this one cohesive story? How are we going to um, use these materials in the room? So kind of thinking through those dynamics. Now, what about the actual day of? What are your responsibilities in, in that moment? Day of is important. As an executive assistant, um, you really, I would encourage every executive assistant who's listening to this to build a relationship with every one of your board members. They are so important in your role. And honestly, they can be your biggest advocates because your CEO, if you support a CEO or you support any executive that's sitting in a board meeting, Having positive feedback from their board, mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to say their it's not their supervisor, it's their partner, but they a lot of times the executives look up to their board. These are usually advisors. They are experts in the field. They are people who have been there and done that, and now they're helping pass on that information. And so, um, you know, you look up to those people. And when those people speak highly of your support staff, of your administrators, of your executive partners, that is so important for your own personal career, quite frankly. Because if an executive, if I know my CEO is getting good feedback about me from my board, Talk about adding value to the corporation. Mm -hmm. Talk about adding value to his position. I Mm -hmm. mean, you're just making things easier on everybody. Um, But getting back to the specifics of when you're in the room, 
Um, I would say you always greet them. Every single one of them should know your face. Every single one of them should um, know that you're there if they need anything. I had a board member who was notoriously late (laughs) every single meeting. Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, I would meet him at the car (laughs) when he pulled up in front of the, I would grab his stuff and send him straight up to the room. He didn't have to know the code. He didn't have to call anybody. He just walked right up and went into the meeting. And just adding that little bit of extra care, like he knew he could depend on me to get him where he needed to go. And he wasn't my executive. Mm -hmm. He was one of the board members. Mm -hmm. And another little thing I did um, was build really good relationships with their EAs if they have one. So some board members don't, and you'll work directly with the board member. Some board members have amazing EAs. Make their life easier, too. I had one who... um, was the same one whose boss was notoriously late to everything. So every time he left the building, I'd text her and let her know, hey, he's on his way out. So at least she had a clock of where he was, if he was going to be late to his next engagement, if maybe he'd be on time. Um, and she knew she could depend on me to do that. And she knew that I would. I was also really good at keeping the board meetings on time. Mm-hmm. So... I think things like that where you can really build strong relationships with your board and their assistance is really important. So how do you, I mean, given that your CEO is the one who's moderating this mm-hmm. um, meeting, how do, how do you keep the meeting on time? What's your role in that? In that? Oh, we had all kinds of tricks. <laughs> um, so I wasn't always in the room. I was occasionally but if I wasn't in the room and I know I, I needed to get it back on track, it was as simple as walking into the room and handing him a note. Mm-hmm. And the note could say something. The note could be blank. It didn't really matter. It signaled to him that he needed to kind of, oh, okay, where were we? Let's rethink, you know, different signals like that. Um I think can be super helpful of just an understanding you have with your executive of how you keep things on time. Um, I also would have somebody else in the room who wasn't the CEO or my executive who I knew wasn't necessarily as centered and engaged, but more of an observer that I would text and just say, okay, where are we? Mm. Tell me where we are. Um, How are we doing? Are we on time? And just keeping that tab because I was responsible for if we did have exec team members that were only coming to a portion of the meeting, keeping them as well, you know, up to speed on, okay, they'll be ready for you in five minutes, that sort of thing. So having some sort of tab on what's happening in the room is really important, as well as having signals prearranged with your exec that you guys can give each other. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I like that. You need you need you need to plant your little spy or oh, completely. <laughs> <laughs> Intel, that's great. Now, what about the follow up post board? What's your role there? Um, always follow up with your board members. Hey, was there you know is there anything you would prefer to have done differently next time? Um, how were your flight arrangements? Was your car on time? Did everything go smoothly? I just want to check in and see how things are going. We have our next board meeting coming up on X date, reminding them of when the next board meeting is. Things like that of just a very, again, you're trying to build that relationship. You want them to have a relationship with you that they feel comfortable coming to you 
for whatever they might need. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that you know establishing a um, a strong relationship with your board members is is really vital. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also had made the statement um, when we were connecting prior to today um, that you know working with the board and gaining that experience was really a defining moment in your career. Can you comment further on that and how it's really helped to um, catalyze your career? Yeah, I would say um, when I first started working with a particular executive, um, his previous assistant um, hadn't built the best reputation, I would say, with the board. Um, It was more of, well, this is when it is, and that's just the way it is, and not really willing to work with people on what worked best for them. And so when I came in, it was just this um, difference of I was building a relationship with them. I wanted to do right by them. I wanted them to, their experience coming into my company, my world, my board meeting was all positive, right? Things went well. You didn't have to wait for a car. It was just there. You felt welcomed. You felt like you had everything you needed. Um, And so just having that difference really, he quickly found trust in me, which I think is a huge part of being an executive assistant because his board members did. And because they were speaking highly of me and grateful for me and um, and were relaying that back to my CEO, it just built, built our trust even stronger. Because mm. he knew, well, wow, if they feel taken care of, then, you know, what a great value to bring to kind of the whole dynamic of what we're trying to build and the relationships he's also trying to build with these people, right? So... I think it all just kind of came full circle, and that was really when um, I got brought into a ton of different things. I got brought into projects that I had never gotten to experience before. I was part of mergers and acquisitions. I Mm. was doing things that I had never dreamed of being a part of before simply because I had quickly built trust. Mm -hmm. Um, I was dependable, and they knew I would do whatever it took to um, add value to the company. So... Um, that was I, – I consider that a pretty big turning point in my career. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's like the point you made earlier is if you can gain the confidence and the esteem of the people who your CEO most values and respects, Correct. that's going to really help grease the wheels for your own opportunities. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I 100% agree. Yeah. And they're not all easy relationships to build. Mm-hmm. I mean – I've dealt with board members across the board from some of the most unpleasant people to the Mm -hmm. most amazing and delightful people, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to find a way to connect with them in some way. Right. And um, actually, one of the most difficult board members I have ever had to deal with sent me a personal note when I left the company that I would have never dreamed of getting, Mm. saying how much he appreciated me and thank you for everything I had done. And just, and he was the one I would have never expected to hear from again, right? Right. So 
I think that um, that ability to connect with people, even when they're really challenging, right. um, goes a long way with the executive that you're supporting. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if this is something that's manifested for you, but I, I can imagine that building these strong relationships could also serve your career and career evolution, right? Because obviously, to your point, these are people who are very influential. They're very accomplished. Oftentimes, they're members of multiple boards. They may themselves be executives at other companies. And earning that confidence is yet Mm -hmm. another ally for you and your career who could potentially make introductions down the road. I mean, you you never know, right? Correct. So, it's all about building your network. Yeah. And those are probably people you want in your network. Yep. And they, whether it's for referencing, whether it's for finding a new role, mm-hmm. um, elevating the role that you're in and being an advocate for that, mm-hmm. all of those things come into play. Yep. Um, Yeah. I mean, you said it perfectly. These are people that your executive looks up to and is going to listen to most likely. So, yeah, build a strong relationship with them. Yep. That's for sure. So what about for those people who have never had the experience of working with the board? Yeah. Um, And I can you know, I can tell you from from our perspective of oftentimes working on C-level searches, um, it comes up a lot, right? The, the client will often ask things like, well, what's the, the candidate's experience of working with the board? Have they planned board meetings? And for all of the reasons why you just described, it's understandable why they care about that because it is intricate. It is involved. There's a lot to it. Um, so what if you've never had that experience? What what do you think an executive assistant can, um, can do or how can they – they talk about the experience that maybe they do have and present that as a workaround. It's always that chicken versus the egg thing, right? It's like, how do yeah. you get how do you get the job before you have the experience? It's like that whole thing, right? Yeah. Um, but what can they speak to that can maybe suggest that whether they've done it explicitly or not, they have the ability to do it? Yeah. The first thing I would say is don't ever let that stop you from interviewing or applying for a role. You have the experience, and I think I've said it a couple times just in talking. It's about building relationships. It's about being able to put on a really strong, small, intimate event, and it's about really um, having kind of the the EQ to pay attention to people's needs and be able to help them navigate kind of the event that you're creating. So um, – Speak to specific examples where you've done that. And it doesn't need to be a board of directors, but you can give examples of times you've had to build a relationship with someone who's super challenging, whether it's an employee, a coworker, whether it's an ex- you know somebody on the executive team um, of an executive you supported. Whatever it might be, find an example of when you've had to build a challenging relationship, a relationship with someone challenging, and use that as an example of how you can do that in a board setting as well. Um, give examples of events you've planned and events that took lead time, mm-hmm. events that took a lot of planning, how you prepared materials, how you thought through those materials, how you kept an agenda on track. All of those things play into a board meeting. I don't think you need specific board experience. You just need those elements, yep. and you probably have them. Yeah. So 
go for it. Don't let anything listed on a job description stop you because chances are you have the experience, you have an example that you can kind of explain, as you said, like a get around that specific bullet point um, because, you know, by the time you, you are supporting a board, you've already done all those elements. Yep. So that's such an empowering um, takeaway for our listeners. You know, I, I really appreciate you saying that because it, I, I think it's it really is a matter of just taking stock of what you've done. And as you said, in all likelihood, you've you've touched on this. So don't under or devalue what you bring to the table. And I also think that's why another reason why this discussion that we're having is so helpful because you've really mapped out for our listeners um, all of the different components and elements that need to be considered and thought through. So now that they have kind of the architecture of what needs to happen in that room, they can actually think through, okay, well, how does this apply to me? How does this apply to my experience? Where have I done this? How can I speak to that? So if you are ever asked that question, right, in an interview, you can say, well, you know, here's my understanding of what you need to pull off a successful board meeting, X, Y, Z, and here's how I can, you know, speak to those those things, or here's what I've done in those in those areas. So yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, and I've um, in my experience, I found it so helpful to give specific examples when you're interviewing. It changes the whole dynamic of your interview. Yeah, um, to have concrete examples of things that you've done for sure. So, so what's the most cockamamie thing that's ever happened in the, in the midst of planning for one of these situations? <laughs> Not to put I you think on the spot, I think I've wiped them all out of my memory. Um, a one thing I can say: there will always be hiccups. There will always be mistakes. There will always be things that you look back and think, "Oh, if only I had done X differently or Y differently." Um, Every single board meeting will have one of those, but learn from every one of them, adjust for the next one, and it'll all work out. We all make mistakes. I make mistakes every day, Um, but as long as I'm able to admit to them and say, hey, here's the mistake I made. Here's what I'm going to change next time. Here's the solution I've already come up with be proactive in those situations. But I'll tell you, we've, I mean, I've had so many things go wrong from um, expecting, uh, you know, a lunch of like, I think it was, we were expecting a lunch of like 100 people to find out the day before it was 20. And like, had done this huge, elaborate, um, huge elaborate setup for this for this dinner to find out that nobody was going to be there and what does that look like to your you know to your board members when you have 20 people in the room that's set for 100 so in those instances being able to really adjust and think quickly on your feet and i think all eas are just if you're an ea trust me you know how to think on your feet mm-hmm. <laughs> it's part of the job description yeah so yeah i mean be creative. Don't get down on yourself. We all make mistakes. It happens all the time. And as long as we can pick ourselves up, admit to them and move on, it'll be fine. Yeah. So there's a question that we like to ask all of our guests as we're um, wrapping up, which yes. is the uh, which is the following. If you can support anyone throughout history, 
who would that person be and why would you choose them? So I have two. Am I allowed to have two? You're allowed to have two, yeah. (laughs) It Um, usually makes it more fun. For very different reasons. Maybe different, maybe not so different. Um, So I would say Michelle Obama because she inspires me. And I am actually – I am just – I think what she's doing to empower young women is amazing. And to learn from her and be a part of that would just be incredible. On a completely other note, Allie Hynek is um, the owner of – the founder of Nina and Company – and oh yeah, I know you them. know them. Yeah, they do the handbags. Yes, like the woven handbags. Yes, yes. I love what. Okay, so I'm a creative at heart. I just am. I love that she is bringing back this tra- artist tradition of weaving mm-hmm. and doing it in an incredibly beautiful way in yeah. high quality, amazing bags. Yep. I am. I think it's amazing, and it's this. You know, if you read their story and what they're doing with these artisans, it's yep. incredible. And I love that she's bringing back this art form. And so I just think she's also, a, you know, inspiring woman, woman entrepreneur mm-hmm. and think she would it would be incredible to, you know, work with her, help her grow her company, things like that. So kind of both sides of it, like. You know, Michelle Obama, I'd love to learn from. Allie Hynek, I'd love to help her grow and grow right. together and that sort of thing. So two kind of different angles. Yeah. But. Well, this has been fun. Oh, I really you. like this. I think this is a super valuable conversation um, for, for people that are trying to think about either how to do pull off a better event and what are ways that they can consciously improve the way that they think and approach Um all that's involved in this and also 25 minutes ago intimidated hopefully it's helped them recognize that there's actually a lot that they can already speak to um, mm-hmm. to shore up you know their their experience in this realm so this is really great thank you for being a part of this conversation thank you for having me yeah Reach is brought to you by Maven Recruiting Group, who specializes in placing executive assistants and support staff to the Bay Area's most prominent executives and companies. You can learn more about Maven at www.mavenrec.com. Mm-hmm.